So one of the things I've really shied away from over the past couple of years is just giving people drills and exercises. And I know that I get messages a lot and emails from people that say, can you give drills and can you give exercises? And the reason I don't do that is because if you're looking for just more drills and exercises, like you can just go to YouTube and you can type those things in and you can find what you're looking for. And the opposite is that I find that's the exact problem when someone is having a problem with their training. So one of the things that I see a lot, like with clients, is everybody knows all the drills and exercises. It's pretty common knowledge. But what's missing from their training and what, quite frankly, stops them from moving to the next level is that there's no strategy, right? Everybody has the, everybody knows the drills and the exercises and all of those types of things, but they don't have a strategy, like a unique strategy for their body. So the goal of this podcast, when I'm talking about handstands and the body and moving is to give the high level overview, like the high level bigger picture so that you can start to formulate a strategy, whether I'm here talking about press handstands, becoming a better yoga teacher, building a business in the online space, that the key to success and long-term success is having a bigger overall strategy. So one of the things that I ask, like if someone is going to like work with me in Body Breakthrough, for example, is instead of wanting to know like what kind of exercises and drills are doing, because that's what a lot of people like to talk about first. They say, I'm doing this and this and this and this, and it's not working and this kind of works and this doesn't. My big, my, my bigger question to them is it's great. I know that, but what is your strategy? What is the strategy you're taking for your body? And that's the question that they have a hard time with. And I see that more and more, which is everybody knows drills, everybody knows exercises, everybody knows yoga poses, sequences, all of these things. But what they don't have is a strategy for their body. And that's where everyone is different. And that's where it takes the time and kind of dedication to go through and formulate a strategy. And that's really where you start to to create changes in your practice and changes in how you develop is by developing an overall big picture strategy. So that's one of the things we do a lot. Like in the last show, I talked about how we build movement patterns and how to create different types of movement patterns with people. But also in context, there's an overall strategy that has to take place, right? There's a bigger picture that has to go on. And I find that when clients have a, a very clear understanding of what the goals are, what it is they're working on, they then have, they can then apply specific exercises that they need in order to address the strategy as long as they fit into the overall strategy. So that's how you get progress, which is do I have an overall strategy? And then can I do specific things that fit that overall strategy so that I can improve? And so then you've got a, then you've got like a, big overarching target that you're trying to reach. And then it gives you some clarity on training. So that way you're just not going and trying random things or doing random things, hoping it works out. Right. And that's the thing, like 
if you're a yoga practitioner, lots of you guys listening are yoga practitioners, obviously, and yoga classes are great to go to and they're fun. But a lot of the time they don't yield the results you're looking for because they don't fit the overall strategy of your training, right? Like, for example, if you're having a problem stabilizing in your handstand because let's say your lat muscles aren't supporting your body correctly and your shoulder girdle is collapsing, right? If that's one of the points in your strategy that you are, that you're working on, yoga classes aren't going to do that, right? That's one of the, that's one of the main issues is that yoga classes are pushing dominated movements. And there's very few things in there that train the pulling muscles necessary to stabilize in handstands. So you can see how you can be doing that for a long time, but it doesn't fit the overall strategy of what's going on. So then it doesn't yield any progress. So like on on today's show, the topic is mobility, right? Because this is another one that causes issues for people, and it may cause issues for you, is that a large part of being able to move your body and being able to press to handstand is having mobility, right? You have to have the mobility to be able to lift your hips over the shoulders. You have to have some mobility in your hamstrings. There's a lot of different areas where having that helps. But the issue is having a hard time building it or even more so doing quote unquote, and it's why I started with this to begin with, is doing quote unquote drills for mobility or drills to help increase your flexibility so that you can move through space more efficiently, but nothing. Or maybe it happens for a short period of time, but there's nothing substantial that allows that mobility to be permanent, right? It's like temporary or transitory mobility that comes up and then goes away. Comes a little bit and goes away. Or maybe you're one of those that has to do a ton of stretch. Like you have to stretch for like hours and hours, then you feel like you've got a little something in there. So you've made a little progress. But here's the thing, right? Which is, Lots of lots of my training with clients these days is t- let's take an overall strategy and then let's build movement patterns around that strategy and then create exercises. There's like a flow chart to how things go, right? The top level is strategy. The second level is movement patterns. And then the third level is things, exercises, drills, techniques that address old movement patterns and formulate new ones, right? So how can we then do things to get through that? So everything is very systematic. And with mobility, where lots of people go wrong, is understanding why lack of mobility happens to begin with. And this is going back and digging and taking another, like a slightly deeper approach here, which is, okay, humans by nature are not naturally immobile creatures, right? We don't, we aren't, we shouldn't have a hard time bending over. We shouldn't have a hard time tightening our legs or our arms shouldn't be overly tight. Like evolutionarily speaking, that would just be spell danger to us, right? Like the great thing about the human body is it's complex and it's meant to do a lot of actions, movements, right? We're meant to like climb trees, swim, jump, flip, you name it, that's what we are, right? Like we come from monkeys. And if you look at how mobile monkeys are when they're swinging through trees, vines, all sorts of things. Like when I was, one time I was in India and it's amazing to watch the monkeys just jump from like rooftop to rooftop and they jump through windows and they grab things like, that's fundamentally, that's the way we're designed, but we've lost a lot of that. And 
we've lost a lot of that mobility because we have what are called modern day movement patterns that turn our body, that transform our body from being naturally mobile and fluid to being to more like stiff and compact, right? Like we don't have, we move as more robotic in our movements. And for example, like sitting is a big problem. Sitting is one of those things where if you sit at an office job all day, guess what? Your body develops a pattern of having core muscles not engaged all day long. Like you don't really engage your core muscles when you sit in a chair, right? And your body just develops this pattern of, moving or sitting, being still without engaging the core. So it becomes weak. And then you have other things that tighten up as a result of the core not working correctly. Now you've got other muscles around it that are working, that are having to work overtime to stabilize your body. And so you get tight, right? These are called like modern day movement patterns where you have, we we do things in our life that tighten us and mo- and mobility is a function of movement patterns, right? If we're doing something over and over again, we will, our body will transform into whatever it is we're doing. And again, our brain doesn't sense whether something is good or bad for us. It just does it, right? It starts to create a pattern based around what we do over and over again. For example, I used to play baseball. I used to pitch. So I used to throw, right? If you throw with one arm over and over again, yes, it becomes a pattern. But what happens is a byproduct of throwing a ball your shoulder gets tight, your arm gets tight, right? And you don't even have to be a regular baseball player throwing a ball. If you just notice, you'll go out, for example, maybe you go out like on a weekend and you're on the grass and you're throwing a football around with your friends or with your kids or something, your arm is tight the next day, right? It's not that, it's not that, hey, it's a pattern yet, but what you're doing is already having an effect on your body. So if you do that long-term, that creates the mobility issues. So then the same thing comes up is that if you were constantly throwing a ball, but you were s- stretching your shoulders, yeah, you would feel some relief, but your shoulder is never really fully going to open up or be fluid or as mobile as the opposite shoulder on your body, for example, because you're doing something every day that obstructs its ability to stay mobile, right? It becomes tight as a result of that. And throwing a ball is just an obvious example, but sitting has the same effect on your core. Everything else, and that's why I have a standing desk, by the way, but patterns that we do create tension and it's and we can't outstretch faulty patterns. We can't outstretch patterns that tighten ourselves up. It just doesn't happen. We can't do that. It's just, it's very similar. Like stretching and patterns are very similar to exercise and nutrition. Right, like it's the people who think that I can out-exercise a bad diet. Breaking news, you can't like eat pizza, ice cream, chips, soda all day and then tell yourself, I'm just going to do a really hard workout that's going to solve the problem. You're still going to get fat. You can't out-exercise a bad diet and you can't outstretch faulty movement patterns. It's the same fundamental thing. So shifting that and understanding that the bottom line for creating mobility is, again, addressing patterns. Everything really comes down to addressing patterns in your body and how they work and how they move. And that's why you can build a lot of mobility, actually, without even stretching, with just correcting the faulty movement patterns and doing things that are beneficial for your body and help to open it up, right? Like the sitting example is a really good one. If you sat at a job for years 
you can, you'll develop this pattern of using your body, moving your body without engaging your core because it's disengaged all day long. And if you stop doing that and you start, say, focusing on the core, and when I say the core, the TVA, the transverse abdominis, I have tons of um, content on that. If you're not familiar, I'm not talking about the abs or the obliques or those kind of things. I'm talking specifically about the TVA. I use the word core and TVA interchangeably, even though the core technically encompasses all those large stabilizing muscles on your torso. But if you do that, you'll change. You'll start to develop mobility as a result of the new pattern that you're creating. And so oftentimes the secret, so to building kind of lasting mobility is correcting the patterns underneath and then adding stretching later on. And you'll see that a lot. Like if you're doing things that are tightening your body knowingly or unknowingly, it's really hard to outstretch those things. And the misconception with mobility is if I just do a little bit of stretching every day, then that will solve all the problems in my body and all I can get away with all the things I'm doing, right? But it's again, it's very similar. You can't, you can't out-exercise a bad diet and you can't outstretch faulty movement patterns. So you have to take those things into consideration when you're trying to piece together a plan. But the reality is, that's the myth. The reality is that when your body is, has healthy patterns and you're able to create these patterns that support mobility, now you don't have to stretch all the time to be mobile. In fact, it takes very little stretching. It takes, you can build substantial amounts of mobility in five, maybe not five minutes, but 10 minutes to 20 minutes per day of stretching. You can make a lot of progress in that. You can make tons of progress, in fact, in that. And that's why sometimes too, you can give people you can give two different people the same stretches. One builds a ton of mobility from it and the other one doesn't at all. Like you can give two people the same hamstring stretches. It's highly beneficial for one, but not the other. It comes down to those patterns and it comes down to all of those other pieces in the background that come into play there. So it's important to think about all those things. And mobility is that way. Mobility is very it's driven by, it's pa- it's a pattern-dependent thing that you don't develop it unless you correct those underlying patterns around it. So they're all just things to think about, and they're all just things to keep in mind when you're trying to piece together what you're doing. And then to my original point is in your training is developing a top-level strategy. Like you should understand at any given time, that's the problem is that Again, most people know the drills, but they have no strategy. And the top level strategy is such a key component in your practice, which is like practicing with a purpose. I know that sounds cliche, but designing your training and practicing with a purpose is how you get results. That's how you change your body. But it requires that level of understanding in order to make that happen. So, 
That's all I've got for you on today's show. If this was beneficial for you, please do tag me on Instagram and share it in a story. Let me know. I'll drop you a comment. And if you have a question or something, just let me know what that is. And please do take some time to share this with someone who would benefit from this or another yoga practitioner, someone working on their press handstand that could benefit from hearing these things. All right. So all my social media, my Instagram is in the show notes below, Whatever, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can just click below or maybe next to it. If you're on a desktop, you'll see all the links there. You can find that. And then if you are interested in adjoining Body Breakthrough, the the links are also in the show notes. You can find those. There's some more training and things you have to watch in order to qualify for that, but that's all in the show notes. All right, so have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.